Welcome back to Enter the Metaverse. Today on our podcast, we have special guest Jim Marshall, where he is the author of the book Septemics, Hierarchies of Human Phenomenon. And Jim will get into all his accomplishments right now. Hi, Sean. Yeah, actually, it's Hierarchies of Human Phenomena. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I am the discoverer of hitherto unknown natural phenomena, which greatly aid in the understanding of people, from which I invented a revolutionary practical philosophic system and published it in the book, Septemics Hierarchies of Human Phenomena. 27 years of direct observation has shown that this book would dramatically improve the life of anyone who takes advantage of it. As for my qualifications, I am a polymathic intellectual whose areas of expertise include psychology, philosophy, theology, parapsychology, science, engineering, mathematics, law, literature, history, metaphysics, military science, political science, physical culture, education, organization, and music. And I hold a Bachelor of Science cum laude from the City University of New York. That is a lot. So when you master all these, whatever, like all these different subjects, you call, there's a, there's a word, you already used the word? Yes. Could you Polymath. 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 Yes. Okay. So today we're, we're discussing septemics and what, what benefits you can get from it. For, for those who don't know what septemics are, could you get into detail about the beginning of like how, how sure. you would grow? Yeah. Okay, so septemics is a philosophical science based on the fact that many phenomena related to human beings occur in a sequence of seven levels. Literally, the word septemics means of or pertaining to seven. Septemics comprises a collection of scales or sequences each of which breaks down various human phenomena into a hierarchy of seven steps. There are 35 such scales, which span the spectrum of human experience. 24 of the scales apply primarily to individuals and 11 apply primarily to groups. I wrote this book to help people. Each of these 35 scales provides the user with an infallible way of determining the salutariness or beneficialness of any group, individual, or activity. If the group, individual, or activity moves persons or groups up these scales, it's beneficial or positive. If it moves them down, it's detrimental or negative. More importantly, just finding out what level you, another person, or some group is at on any scale is by itself enlightening and beneficial. And finally, once you know the actual level of a person, you can improve that person or group by moving them up one level at a time. All of these advantages represent major steps forward for society. Each of these scales is an axis against which to evaluate human behavior and combine, they empower one to understand, predict, and manage human affairs to a degree hitherto unattainable by most. Now, we, we'd explained this before about um how the periodic table is very similar to how you can 
kind of like look at a diagram of how the scales kind of if you were to put it onto a diagram it would kind of look like a periodic table is that how you would explain it yes yes that's very true uh, when people ask me, what book is this book like, I have to tell them, in all honesty, having gone to school for 28 years, that I don't think there's ever been a book like this before. However, each of the 35 scales is expressed in the book in what you might call a table or a spreadsheet. And each of those tables is comparable to the periodic table of elements, except instead of it being for elements, it's for the corresponding area of human phenomena. So if I may read to you the names of the 35 scales, you would know what the 35 subjects are that are covered by these 35 scales. Yes, let's get into the, the scales. Okay, so these are the individual scales, meaning they apply more to individuals than to groups. The scale of basic purposes, the scale of personal influence, the scale of choice, the scale of permeation, the scale of thought, the scale of identity, the scale of evaluation, the scale of motivation, the scale of control, the scale of stopping, the scale of scholarship, the scale of literacy, the scale of human ability, the scale of memory, the scale of spiritual identity, the scale of mental deletion, the scale of aberration, the scale of physical fitness, the scale of justification, the scale of belief, the scale of equanimity, the scale of attack, the scale of conflict, and the scale of reaction. And these are the group scales, the scale of relationships, the scale of life spheres, the scale of government, the scale of civilization, the scale of survival, the scale of management, the scale of exchange, the scale of communication, the scale of allegiance, the scale of sexuality, and the scale of politics. Each one of these 35 scales by itself has the potential to dramatically improve the life of the reader. It depends on the person and what's going on in his life. Uh, and as I said, each of these is expressed in a table, which you can see in the book. Uh, and except instead of it being like the periodic table of elements, it's like the periodic table for thought or for literacy or for government or whatever of the 35 corresponding scales. And each scale has, like you said, there's a level. How many levels for those who, who would like to know? Is there a okay. cap of the levels? Can you go beyond the number of levels or is there like only a, like a designated number? Well, the reason the subject is called septemics is that each of these scales has exactly seven levels. No more and no fewer. And when I discovered that, that was the beginning of Septemics. I realized I discovered a new subject. This is extremely beneficial to the reader because in finding a level, either for yourself or another, you're only selecting from among seven choices, which is a benefit. You see, if I were to stop some guy in the street and tell me, and say to him, tell me your wife's motivation for you. He would look at me like I was from Mars and say, how could I possibly know that? There are thousands of motivations. And I would say, well, actually, there are only seven basic motivations and all the others are subsets of these. So when you are selecting from among only seven choices, it's not hard to make a choice. So I could show this guy the scale of motiv motivation 
and say, take a look at this and tell me, what is your, my, your wife's motivation toward you? And I guarantee you in a question, in a matter of seconds, he would have a bracket. He would, in other words, he would say, well, it's either three or four. And then I would say, okay, well, how about reading the chapter? And then you will be able to find out which it is. And he would be able to select the correct one. And when he did, he would have an epiphany. He would say, wow, this really explains what's going on with my wife. Now realize this is only one of 35 axes. So he could use each of these 35 scales to analyze his wife, to understand her better. Now I'm not saying that you should ever tell anyone what their level is. That would be unethical and counterproductive. But you yourself knowing empowers you to understand what this person is about. For example, let's say a guy's going out with a girl and he's thinking about marrying her. And he's not really sure of her motivation. Now, think of it this way. If her motivation is that she loves him, that's the highest motivation on the scale. Okay, that's a good reason to marry somebody. However, if she wants to marry him because he owns a yacht, he owns a Learjet, and he drives a Maserati, that's a completely different motive. That's, mm -hmm. that's a money motive. See, he may not want to marry her based on that motive. So this could be the difference between marrying her and ending the relationship. So uh, either way, either way, he's better off because he knows the truth. So when we're looking at the scales and we're evaluating ourselves, does this scale, can the scale change based on different relationship with different people? Well, yes, you see, first of all, I should explain. There are general scales and specific scales. And in a general scale, typically you find one level and that's it. In other words, like the scale of basic purposes. Every human being has one of seven basic purposes. Now, of course, everyone has thousands of purposes, but there's only one underlying basic purpose. And when you find your basic purpose on that scale, it is a major turning point in your life. The light bulb goes on over your head. You now understand yourself. You know what you're trying to do in life. Now, for you, that's it for this scale. In other words, you have found the level it's probably not going to change in your lifetime, although there are rare cases where a person can either go up a level or down a level, because it's very rare cases, and I would have to discuss specifically, that would be something that's very powerful that happens to the person to change that. But most people spend their entire lives at one level. So you're done with that scale, you see? However, most of the scales are what I call specific scales. Like I talked about the scale of motivation. So you could find your motivation toward your son, your motivation toward your brother-in-law, your motivation toward your grandmother. And also you could find your boss's motivation toward you, your secretary's motivation toward you, your girlfriend's motivation toward you. So you see, you could take this one scale and put it into varying contexts and in each way, get an accurate analysis of what's going on with that relationship, both ways your motivation toward them and their motivation toward you. So you could use the scale in 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 applications. And in each case, 
It will clarify your mind so that you really understand what's going on because knowing someone's motivation, both your own and another's, is extremely beneficial in knowing, do you want to continue your relationship with this person? Do you want to strengthen it? Do you really want this person to be your business partner or not? And knowing the motivation will really clarify that. As now, an example. Okay. Now, when when you talk about, okay, you talk about general scale, specific scales, seven level, 35 skills overall. Now, um, when we're focusing on one scale to work on, uh, I would say, I, I would imagine that knowing the other skills, so like before you even decide to work on a scale, you should research all the scales, read the whole book, and then reread it a second time so you can kind of understand how the other scales work, correct? I would say yes. You have to realize that this is a textbook on a new subject, okay? This subject did not exist 25 years ago. Okay, I had to discover the phenomena, and then I had to use that phenomena to construct the workable philosophic system, which took 20 years, and then I had to convey it in a way that would make sense to the average person. So what I tell my clients and my readers and such is, the best way to approach this is, read the book like you're studying a text, let's say a chemistry text, a physics text, an engineering text, uh, meaning you start at line one of page one and you go through carefully, make sure you understand each part before going on. And then after you get to the end, go back to the beginning and read it again, and then find your level on each of the 35 scales. And by the time you finish, you will be a different person. You will be a greatly clarified person. You will know who you are, what you're about. Now, you have to realize that as I said, some of these scales are specific. So if you're looking at, for example, the scale of evaluation, well, you could say, well, what is your evaluation of politics? What is your evaluation of mathematics? What is your evaluation of movies? You see, there are many ways that you can use that scale. But if you find your level for at least one application, you're learning how to use the scale. Now, I'll tell you another thing that happens when you read this book, and this happens for everyone. Remember, I've been watching people uh, react to this book for 27 years, so I have a lot of data. If, let's say you, you show a guy a scale, you say, here, look at this scale, right? He's not thinking about his brother-in-law at all, okay? But he'll go down and he'll get to, let's say, level four, and he'll say, oh, you know what? This is how my brother-in-law is. This is exactly what he does. So in other words, he will have an epiphany about his relationship with his brother-in-law, although he wasn't even looking for it. That's how clear the data is. It jumps out at you. You follow me? I do, I do, because yeah. I mean, I guess it's a, it has to do with self-consciousness too, right? Because like when you're when you're really focusing on other people, like a lot of people aren't conscious of how they're acting and they then you can you can kind of like you kind of like connect dots with this book yes 
Exactly. And the word that I used, uh, I think the best word to describe what you're talking about is insight. Okay. A person has, has to have a certain amount of insight in order to understand this material. In other words, he has to be able to look at it and think about himself, reflect upon himself, and ask himself, what, are, what am I really doing in this area? You know, what really is my motivation toward, let's say, my mother? You know, and be honest with himself. Yeah, yeah. Now, the book requires some insight, but it also develops insight. And moreover, I can tell you, the people who are at or near the top of any scale are there because they are insightful in that access. And the people who are at or near the bottom of any scale are there because they lack insight in that context. Yeah, I think it's not just insight, but it's also mental clarity. Because if you're, you could have the insight and the motivation to want to learn more about septemics and um it's just that they uh they lack clarity well insight gives you clarity mental clarity is the result of insight you see people who are very downscale are not insightful so they do stupid things uh and those are the people you want to stay away from. So for example, as a, uh, a lifelong student of military science, I can tell you uh, from a great amount of study that Adolf Hitler was possibly the most incompetent commander in chief in human history. He lacked insight. He made at least four catastrophic mistakes that the people around him, meaning his generals, would not have made in that same context. Mm -hmm. That's why he was a psychopath, because he lacked insight. You see, putting aside the evil aspect of it, it was stupid for him to spend tremendous wealth and material and troops suppressing harmless civilians. That's stupid. And if he had some insight, even if he didn't like the Jews, he wouldn't have sabotaged himself by wasting all this material that he could have used to fight the Russians. So he's a really good example of somebody who lacked insight. And of course, remember now there are 35 axes. Uh, so that some people are insightful in one area and not insightful in another area. For example, Bill Clinton. Even his opponents admit he's a very smart man. He's a very shrewd politician. He was the last president to sign a balanced budget. And you can say, well, if it weren't for the Republicans, that wouldn't have happened. That's probably true. But he was smart enough to give the American people what they wanted. You see? Now, if you look at his behavior uh, in the area of women and romance, he's a monster. He's a serial abuser of women. This is no secret. I mean, you can go and look up on the internet. There's a massive amount of data. Women who've come out, given testimony, spoken on the internet about what he did to them. So that's a perfect example of somebody who's high on one scale and low on another scale. 
And that's how most people are. Most of us are high on some scales and low on other scales. There's very few people who are at or near the top of all the scales. And there's very few people who are at or near the bottom of all the scales. So uh, when you get somebody, somebody who, who is at or near the bottom, that would be somebody like him. He was at or near the bottom of most of these scales. Yeah. Now, I, I talk a lot about how perfectionism is an illusion and and how how like we're, we're thriving to be better, but we don't have to be perfect. Now, we of course, mistakes will, will eventually happen. This is why I, I, I always say perfectionism is this kind of illusion. It's just it's more like I, I like to say we're trying to be balanced and in harm, harmony to our lives is what we're 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 we're. we're our goal is to be in, in harmony so we can we always try to be better better version of ourselves and i think this book will help identify what we're struggling with absolutely it will enable you to determine with specificity where you are against these 35 axes and that in itself is very enlightening for example if you find your level on the scale of basic purposes, I guarantee that will have a major impact on the whole rest of your life. Because when you know your basic purpose, you throw out the other six basic purposes. They're not for you. They're for other people. You see? And so then as you go forward, as you uh, come into various situations, you know your basic purpose. It clarifies what your life is about. So that one scale alone, just finding your level, is a big improvement. Yes, I'm just writing notes here. Clarify the basic purposes. And you talked about perfectionism, so let me comment upon that. Every good teacher, coach, facilitator, therapist in the world understands that any improvement of a person is done on a gradient. In other words, you have to bring the person along at the rate that that person can handle. And uh, that is what this book facilitates because I give you the gradients. You see, these seven levels, they give you the seven gradients for each of these 35 axes. So for example, let's take this, the uh, scale of literacy. Okay, everybody in the world is somewhere on that scale. There are no exceptions. Now, when you find your level, it clarifies your literacy. And then because it tells you what level you're at, you can then move up to the next higher level. Now, let's say you're at level five. Your target should be moved to level four, and you will be able to do that. If you try to move to level one, two, or three, you will fail because it's too steep a gradient. Now, so any type of personal development or enhancement of an individual must be done on a gradient. You can't take a guy who drinks a quart of scotch overnight and get him to stop drinking, okay? You may be able to knock him down if you work with him to maybe taking two shots a day. For him, that's a big improvement. See, 
at some point, you may be able to get him down to a point where he can go many days without drinking at all. But it has to be done on a gradient. And that cuts across all of these scales and all of human development, all of personal improvement. And you see, that runs into perfectionism. Perfectionism is the opposite. Perfectionism is folly because nothing in this universe is perfect. Nothing. No one is perfect. Now, some people are so good at something that they may seem perfect. You know, like, for example, uh, I'm very much a lover of painting of Monet. Uh, and, you know, it might seem to me his painting is so sublime that it's perfect, but it's not really perfect. I mean, I'm sure if you spoke to him about it, he would see the little flaws. Uh, I'm not a painter, so I probably wouldn't even see those flaws. So you have to realize that perfectionism is a big mistake. I, I agree with everything you were saying, especially with the gradient part, because we can use numbers and colors as an identifier in, in, in a, I guess, like a spectrum along this gradient to kind of like, kind of be like, okay, well, he was in the red, number one, level one, and we're going to bring him to the orange to get him to level two. You know, you know, I understand how I'm saying this. Yeah. So like, exactly. um, like you have to go along the spectrum of the, of the rainbow, the colors to kind of get to the, to the, to the other end of the rainbow. You can't skip colors. Exactly. And I have done the heavy lifting. I actually worked on this book for 25 years before I published it. But prior to that, I was doing the research and discovery. I was discovering the phenomena and working with it and observing it and developing it. So I really put a lifetime of work into this book. And so the beneficiary is anybody who reads this book you can take advantage of the uh, data that I have collected and put in this book. A lot of the work was expressing it in a way that would make sense to the average person. For example, there is a glossary, not only in front of the 35 chapters, but even in front of the introduction. So there is no ambiguity about the definitions of the words that I'm using in naming the scales and in naming the seven levels of each scale. That is very helpful to any reader. So if you actually read the glossaries before you read the corresponding scale and the corresponding text, you will get it. Now, where, where can people find this book right now if they wanna pick up a copy? Okay. Well, the short answer is this book is available wherever books are sold, including Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and so forth. But I invite your listeners to go to my website, septemics.com. That's S-E-P-T-E-M-I-C-S, where you can see what many readers have said about the book, what many journalists have written about the book, uh, what the reviews are, and you can even read sections of the book itself, which are posted on the website. And then you can get a good idea. I even have a 15-minute lecture on there where I explain to a new person in 15 minutes what septemics is. So uh, that's my suggestion. Go to the website, and then from there, 
it mentions places where you can find a book, but it's an easy book to find. If you type Septemics into a search engine, you get hundreds or thousands of responses, including all the people who are selling the book. All right. Yeah, look for Jim Marshall's version, not not the other version <laughs> of Septemics. Now, uh, we we just we discussed this earlier before that we're gonna do two separate, if it takes two or maybe even three three separate um, presentations, will be uploaded on YouTube possibly or or even just on Spotify. But we're gonna be doing a presentation diving deep into every single scale and how the general scales and the specific scales work together. Is that, we, we're going to do that, right? Yes, yes. And I just want to clarify that we're going to present the scales. We're going to show the scales, the 35 scales. And I, the originator and inventor, will comment on them. And I can tell you that this will be an eye-opener for anybody who sees it, because when you look at these tables, each of which corresponds to these 35 areas of life, uh, it the data jumps out at you. I designed it to wrap around the reader. So as soon as you see the table, you start having uh, realizations about yourself and your life. And to be specific, reading these books and specifically looking at the tables, is like putting on eyeglasses and looking in a mirror. You see yourself clearly. That is what the book does for you. It gets you to see yourself clearly so that you know who you are, what you are, what you're about, and, and, and how to improve yourself to get closer to your goals and purposes. All right. Um, now, is there anything else you want to, to mention? Because I want to get deep into the PowerPoint or the presentation to, to kind of like in the, the, the details of each scales, we'll save that for another time, but for right. this, if there's anything that you specific, you want to end up on here? Yes. I want to say this, the data in this book are vital for every human being and can help you to achieve your goals faster and easier by explaining what might otherwise seem to be inexplicable or random. If someone were to invite you to a rendezvous, you would certainly expect them to tell you the time, the date, the location, and perhaps also how to get there. Needless to say, it's very difficult to get somewhere if you don't know where you are, don't know where you're going, and don't know how to get to the destination. Now, this sounds idiotic, but most people do this regularly. And this book cures that. All right. Uh Thanks for the ending note there, Jim. I wanted to keep this one short because we're going to be doing follow-ups and it's going to be a lot easier for people to, to watch this first and then follow up the other ones we're gonna, that we're going to dis dissect the book. So uh, I'm just going to plug my socials in here real quick. You can find us at the-meta-verse.com. Uh, and on the underscore meta underscore verse on Instagram and Twitter. You can find this podcast and future podcasts on Spotify with video, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a few other places that I don't even know where they are. <laughs> I just know they're there. So thank you so much, Jim, for being on our podcast today. And uh, I look forward to booking you for 
the the follow-ups. So just stick around for a few minutes and goodbye, everybody. Thanks, Sean. <laughs>